0: we still need to be careful about it because i have people who have died back home i mean well for most vietnamese people it's still just a concept like covid is like oh yeah people are in quarantine but i don't personally know anybody who has been infected i mean well for us it's like oh yeah i already know at least 10 people who have died yeah Like, it sucks. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to Too Hard, Too
1: Fast. Too hard, too fast.
0: Too hard, too fast. Too hard, too fast.
1: Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Too
0: Hard, Too Fast podcast. The podcast where forehead tells you two minutes before recording this that you need a tagline for the podcast.
1: And here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. The podcast of the century. I'm surprised we haven't heard the paletero coming through or the the, the candy man. <laughs> Moving to Vietnam, what is that? Obviously, there has to be like some kind of culture shock because it's completely different from what you know from Honduras. I know you've traveled, but it's it was, it was it? surprisingly was
0: not that bad. No, if I, I same thing I expected It's like it's an Asian country. I've been here just once for very for a very short period. But the culture shock wasn't that big, because I think a lot like Asian families have a lot of the same morals and a lot of the same ideals as Latino families, so it didn't it didn't really feel like such a big culture shock. Family here is very important. Family is very important back home. Uh, you know, a uh, work ethic is is very important, or at least the appearance of one is very important here, and so it is back home so i luckily haven't found that much of a culture shock and the fact that i i i was already used to dealing with foreigners like every summer or throughout the year for my volunteering it was i was already used to be to dealing with culture shock and to dealing with cultural differences a lot more than than most people i would say uh so for me the biggest shock when i came here was food because i am mm-hmm. I'm a picky eater. My fiance says that I eat like a five year old child, and I'm like, yeah, that's true. And so it's my biggest my biggest problem here has been food, because it's like I I never knew that you could make so many things out of rice. <laughs> it's insane for me. Rice is just a side. It's like we put rice next to you. You want to fill up, you eat rice. Here it's like no, no. It's three bowls of rice is the beginning. It's like I'm like no, I. I'm, I'm full. Thank you. Yeah. I can't do it.
1: <laughs> yes. I'm here, man. I wouldn't think of that, but I can see like the culture shock being the food because here in the U.S., I, I will tell you that I have no idea if I've ever eaten Vietnamese food or not because they change it so much. Like I don't think I've even, eaten real Chinese food, you know, Maybe I Definitely think in New York once when I went to like Chinatown and that's at probably at, at best as authentic as it gets and I really think it, it wasn't. Probably. Yeah. So I think if I went to China or Japan and tried their sushi or Vietnamese Korea Thai food, yeah. I don't think I've really had real it's just so Americanized. And it's good. What they make is good. I like it. I'm a fan of all of it. Uh but you know, just the same as Mexican food in certain places of the U.S. Here in Texas, especially like in the central Texas and where I'm from in the border, Mexican food gets a little more authentic, but it's still not real, real Mexican it's food. It's still not America. the same thing. It's not. So I can, I get it just from knowing that alone. I'm going go to Panda ta- Express and get some Chinese. Imagine
0: having tacos in Vietnam. That's how <laughs> I feel
1: every day. Do they sell tacos?
0: I have at least three Mexican places nearby. Two of which are not run by Mexican people. So it's interesting. One of them is run by a white man and one of them is run by a Vietnamese person. And I'm like, alright, this is slightly off. It's like, it's it's a taco, yes, but there's something missing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: It's, just, it's like, I've just got my... I've got it
1: my... Envelope tortilla does not mean that
0: it's, it does not make a taco, man. It's like, it's it's odd. But it's, like, it, it's just interesting to see that even here, people are like, no, I miss this food from back home. So you know what, I'm must, gonna I must start a taqueria and that'll be it. And then we'll make do with whatever materials we can find. So like here, there's very few dairy products, um, at least local dairy products, because you have mozzarella, you have like all these imported cheeses. But like, you know, for us as Latinos, cheese is a big part of it. We have any numbers of types of cheese, queso fresco, queso suave, queso whatever. And it's it's hard to get them here. So like people have to either make them th- themselves, which I thought was going to be my pandemic project, and then I gave up, <laughs> or uh, <laughs> they have to find a replacement for it. And so it, everything just tastes slightly off. Even the beans, we have black beans, red beans, but it's... Red beans here are are part of a dessert. I'm like, why Why, why is this a dessert? This is, this is a side.
1: Fishy, Red beans fishy. is a dessert? Red beans is
0: a dessert because they're like, oh, well, they're slightly sweet. I'm like, yeah, but, but no. Okay. Those, I, those, I, I, those I, go I don't go in that taco.
1: I don't want to hold that thought, but I don't want to lose this thought because I, I want to go back to that. But I want to say my teacher in high school, my homemaker, I took home ec. Guys, come on, it's not a big deal. Uh, I took Everybody home should. Everybody should. I know. I think back then it was like, oh, you're taking home ec. Uh, all the football players are taking it. I really enjoyed it, except for when we made pecan pie. We made pecan. Wait, wait. Pecan or pecan?
0: I. That's a that's a USA battle that I'm not getting into.
1: How would you say? How do you say? <laughs>
0: uh, I say, pecan maybe. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think. I, yeah, I say pecan.
1: <laughs> anyway, it's always a thing. If it comes up, I want to know how people say it. Uh, so we met pecan pie, pecan pie, and I don't know. My teacher was Asian. I don't know if she was what I think she was probably Vietnamese, but I don't know. I I don't I don't even want to get into that. Okay. But she told us to put beans in our pecan pie. And everybody was like, what, that is ridiculous. Beans are supposed to go with rice. <laughs> you know, we're all Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, a few people didn't and uh, almost everybody did. There was one group that didn't and they, uh, they were the only ones that had good pecan pie. I could not eat mine. I was like, it tastes. It tastes like beans. Yes, I couldn't get it right. and I was like, no, I'm eating, I cannot eat it. But to her, that's how she made it though. That's how she knows it. Like that was normal for her. Cause like we kept, I was like, no, what? Well, how is this in the recipe? This is weird. Are you trying to trick us? No, it <laughs> Is this her. to see if we're paying attention? We <laughs> <Yeah, right? laughs> um, So anyways, that always threw me off. And I was like, no, why would your teacher ask? Like nobody that I ever tell believes me and they think I'm making it up or don't remember. I dreamt it to the point where I almost think I dreamt it, but I'm pretty sure I lived it. I can confirm
0: Asia uses red beans as desserts. I still find it odd. I've lived here for three years. I still can't get over it. I do not eat red beans as dessert. This is a very personal choice that I've made and I will stand by it. I will. This is the hill I will die on because I understand that they're sweet and it's I find it imaginative and incredible that that's how they chose to use them but I can't get over it because I will eat something that tastes like red bean and then I'll be like baleada like this tastes like a baleada to me why is this in my sweet dessert part of the meal It's like this was supposed to be the main course
1: <laughs> it really
0: screws up with my head it it really like it gets me hard honestly it just it's I just go like what like what? no I've I was in dessert. What, what is happening?
1: Well, uh, also uh, the cat kind of distracted me. Yeah, but I am. I'm super oh, yeah, glad yeah. that that's the hill you decide to die on because this is. Since moving, I'm from a border town, Eagle Pass. It's no secret. We say it all the time. I moved to San Antonio, and um, and once I moved to San Antonio, bean and cheese tacos were a thing, and. It wasn't a thing for me, and so everybody goes. Do you want bean and cheese taco? Do you want a bean and cheese? And I'm like, no. Bean and cheese, beans and cheese. If you throw bean uh, cheese in the beans, it's a side. It's not a main course. I want some kind of meat. I want some wevels, some uh, machacaos. some. You know, I want some meat in there. It's like, and then you can put beans on top of it and throw some cheese on it. You know, it's all thing, but. I'm not, it's not. It's not for me. It's not what I. It's not my main course. But my wife. Oh, I'll take a bean and cheese, bean and cheese, and now my son's running around going bean and cheese, please.
0: Oh. My god. I'm. I'm team bean and cheese. Really? I'm lie.
1: Oh my god! Our, but you're not for the for the red beans.
0: Dude, Honduras. Honduras's food by excellence is the baleada, which is a flour tortilla refried beans cheese but queso seco uh, mantequilla what's,
1: what's queso seco
0: it's like uh, it's like a very dry white cheese
1: like like crumble almost.
0: The, yeah like like you 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 like grate it and then you put it on top
1: okay okay
0: and and then you'll put mantequilla which is our version of butter uh, which is sour cream for white people uh Really?
1: Which, wait, wait, hold on. Yeah. You just threw me off cuz mantequilla for me is butter.
0: Like that's it's butter. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for us mantequilla is like the like the white creamy one, the salty. And so for you put that yellow. on top. Yeah. Uh cuz for us that is mantequilla amarilla, so yellow mm-hmm. butter.
1: Oh, okay,
0: okay. So yeah, so you have we were about to fight or something. mantequilla. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, about to break people's minds. It's like, yeah, I'm putting (laughs) butter on my thing. (laughs) So that's it. And then you close it up. And then if you want to get fancy about it, you put some meat meat on it or you put some avocado on it. There's other variations. But the basic one is that beans, cheese, mantequilla. And then that's it. And a flour tortilla. And fold it in half. And that's it. It's like the best meal ever because it takes... Very little to prepare. You'll always have refried beans in your fridge anyways. Uh, cheese, mantequilla, you always have that too. So you can just do it and be done. And that's a perfectly good like, takeaway breakfast, for example.
1: Yeah. And it's cheap. For me, the beans always been the same. But I do know like, in Mexico, they have um, something called tacos de canasta. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. I don't but think so. But it really it, it really is, like, something you can make fast in the morning. And there's people that go, like, they really put it in a, a – canasta means basket. So they put it in a basket, and it's just whatever can be sold immediately and quick, you know, it stays hot for that moment, but it goes fast. So a lot of it is also, like – and you can wipe your nose in this podcast. It's, it's, not, that, it's not that kind of podcast. You know <laughs> – um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, I, I know they do make bean tacos, but they don't call them bean and like, I think sometimes they'll make the beans and, like, chorizo, chorizo beans or, you know, stuff like that. Anyways, I don't know. This is too much of a conversation about food. Uh, this has we become can, a food
0: podcast.
1: I know. This could go all over the place with just food just- alone.
0: That's what happens when you put two fatties in the same podcast together. I know, I know
1: right? I'm hungry. I'm, I'm, I'll probably eat a bean and cheese now. <laughs> um,
0: all right, call, call the wife. Daughter. Bean and cheese, let's do this. I know, Live please. on Too Hard Too Fast. Jorge will have a bean and cheese taco. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she's
1: not even home right now. That's the good thing. They're all... Um, also, they're a message right me now. now. Huh?
0: I'll send her a message right now. Just be like, "No, Jorge said he wants a bean and cheese taco. Bring it to the podcast right now."
1: So the the food is the difference. Um, what are you What are you doing as a job over there in Vienna?
0: I'm teaching. I became a teacher two years ago, almost. Yeah, two years. Uh, so when I first came here, I was working with that company that I was mentioning. Uh, so I was doing still doing remote work, exploring the market, seeing what what would work, what if it wouldn't work. Unfortunately, the product that we were doing it would be too expensive for the Asian market, so so it just didn't work out. Like after six months, it started to fizzle out, and I was like, you know what? Like I want to stick around, so I, I I ended my contract with them uh, very amicably and everything, um, and and then I started uh, and then I started looking into teaching because it's it's it at the time it was still the job to do for foreigners where it was like, yeah, you, you just go get a teaching certificate of some sort. I had already been teaching for a while, like with my experience with the organization, with CISV, uh, I had learned how to teach through non-conventional means. But uh, back home, I had also taught graphic design, which is my original major. So I knew how to teach. So I just got like like a, a certificate somewhere online. And then I started teaching at a kindergarten. And it was, it was interesting, to say the least. It was very exciting and very, it was just, you needed to be so full of energy. And that was my jam. It was like, all right, cool. I'm going today to talk to four, three-year-olds, uh, sometimes even babies as, as small as two years old and be like speaking to them in English and singing songs and jumping around and being like, baby shark. It was amazing <laughs> until you have been singing baby shark for three weeks straight. And then I was like, all right, can we sing another song now, child, children? Like, please, please, no more Baby Shark. Like, Baby Shark, oh, no, God, no. But it, it, it became an interesting thing of this, and I learned more. I took some professional development courses, and I ended up teaching at a school the following year. And, and I was teaching first and fourth grade. And it was the same thing. The first graders would inject me with energy in the morning. And then the fourth graders would drain me in the afternoon. Uh, And it was, it was nice. I, I really enjoyed it. It was something that I always wanted to do. Like when, when I was considering what to study back home, I thought about teaching. Like I, I've always liked it. My mom used to be a teacher and so I really wanted to do it. But back home, I would have died in poverty and, you know and it wouldn't have worked like the lifestyle i was used to just would not have matched what money i would have made as a teacher which is unfortunate and really really sad which that it's it's pretty much the same everywhere but then i came here and then i could make a very comfortable living as a teacher and and it was something that i enjoyed doing so that's what i did and then Lately, I've been doing voiceover work, a lot of voiceover work for like education and for like uh, audio books and stuff like that. Um, so I it's. I I basically I, I'm I'm a Latino through and through where it's like if somebody off, offers me a job, I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. It's like, cool. Give me give me more work.
1: That's cool. I like that. And I appreciate that. You know, you like being a teacher because obviously I'm a teacher and I. uh cool. I love doing it, but yeah, when you were talking about finances, I was like, yeah, it gets tough, man. It gets that whole, like, because you do put in a lot of work, and then when you see that, there's, you know, they say you don't do it for the money, you don't do it. But you know what? We still need the money to live.
0: You still need it,
1: yeah. Yeah, but it's still, it's still a main factor. So it's not like, yeah, but I don't know. That's not that kind of talk that I want to take it to, but. It is. I do want to put out there. It is a thing. Like you know, everybody, everybody that's a teacher deals with some sort of financial struggle every now and, okay. and then. Uh, Most
0: teachers, if not all, moonlight, and that's the reality of the situation. Like there's, there are very few teachers out there in the world who do not have a second job. It's like it's unfortunate that that's the state of our educational system as a as a the world because it's not a USA thing it's not a Honduras thing it's not a Vietnam thing it's like it's everywhere it's it's unfortunate that that's the reality um and if anything the last year should have taught us that like how much teachers have had to put up with with bullshit honestly teaching online and still people are complaining about teachers and students I'm like yeah but like nobody trained us for this it's like we were not we're doing with both
1: it. at the same time like there's you, oh, dude. I
0: I have taught online for a grand total of maybe two months in this entire time. It's like maybe two months. I hated every single moment of it. I was like, no, because it's terrible. For us as teachers, I know you can relate with this. We draw our energy from the classroom. It's like whatever I put out, I need to get back. It's like if I'm like, all right, let's sing this song or like who's got an answer for this? I want to hear my students Give me that feedback and being in front of a camera with 16 black blocks or just the kids doing something else or whatever and being like, anyone, 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 Bueller,
1: Bueller, <laughs> Bueller, Bueller,
0: Bueller. It's terrible. It doesn't work and it, it it's demotivating and it burns you out.
1: Well, imagine uh, being a special needs teacher with severe disabilities, who like the only some of them, not all of them, but some of them you literally have to be right in front of them almost, or hand to hand movements uh, to to get them to like interact with their materials, uh, to know what they're doing, um, to keep them focused, and they're on a computer now, and they're like, yeah, they're not going to sit through that. Even though, like me, as a, right now, even when I'm on the podcast, there's so much going on uh, around me that I'm constantly looking at something. Other. Like, you can probably go back on this podcast and catch me, like, how many times I looked up to see what, what was going on. And then, can you hear that? Paletas. There you go. I told you it comes around. And it's actually 10.15 right now at night. Once again, who, we set this on. Who is buying ice cream at this time of
0: night? Who is going at 10 p.m. at night going, diabetes? diabetes. Like, no. <laughs> Go home, paletero. What the
1: there's help with it. there has to be somebody. Somebody's either buying or there's some sketchiness going on. And you know, whatever it is, I'm not here to just paletas. You do your thing, whatever whatever gets you through the pandemic, right? Just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably bad to say, but it is what it is. It's 10 fifteen. Here it is. Passes every time. Uh and my son will hear it every now and then like, oh, Candy? I'm like, no man. No. <laughs> anyway. Yes, uh, teachers are doing a lot of things. I I appreciate anybody that's doing it. Um, Sometimes I'm like, oh man, I don't know how. How I'm glad I had a lot of like help. That's a lot of people have helped me through it. Uh, Great parents that like are understanding. But it is what it is. And luckily we got we got to return back to school, and it wasn't easy. It's still not easy, but. It's good enough for me to be like, hey, I can work with my students and I can see them. I can see them either progressing or or having trouble with certain things or they can at least have somebody like an out, you know. That's what I needed, too. Like I needed – I think that's how we – me and Worm started this podcast. It was like I need somebody to talk to that's not a three-year-old, <laughs> that's not yeah, listening yeah. to Baby Shark or Blippy or, you know, now he's on this uh, – He's on my uh Dance Monkey song. Like he just heard it somewhere and now he's like, Dad, uh, play dance monkey. And I was like, that was so twenty nineteen. Why have I heard it more? na na, na 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 na, na. <laughs>
0: Oh god, yes, I know exactly which 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 goes oh. to show kids are the same everywhere. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're everywhere. Anyway, so now I'm thinking I wanna get into that conversation. actually before we do, I, I know I, I said it earlier, but congrats, you're getting married. Do you have a date? No. Are you, Are you comfortable saying the date? Don't say the date. <laughs> no,
0: no, we, we, haven't, we haven't really set a date for it because like, the fact is if we get married right now, they, I will have about five people on my side and she will have 250 on her side. So we, I would like for people from back home to be able to travel here. So like I that's that's really what's stopping me from setting a date. So I'm like okay. like I would actually like some of my friends to be here for it. I would like my family to be here for it. Like so it's there's no date yet. But we're we're starting to like look for, you know, venues and stuff and just to like get ahead of it a little bit.
1: Okay. And that's because of the whole, you know, the pandy, you know, the pandemic. Yeah. So that makes sense. So Vietnam's not letting just any Joe Schmo in or anybody are they letting anybody in?
0: No. So let's get into it because Vietnam it's, it's has it's had greedy. one of the has had one of the best responses to the pandemic in the world. Is we we didn't have any major outbreaks. The biggest outbreak that we had here was maybe I think I want to say it was maybe like six hundred people at the at the height, and that was almost a year into the pandemic because what happened was as soon as 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 it was okay this is an actual pandemic Vietnam closed its borders you got to remember Vietnam shares a border with China so like we would have been one of the first affected and we weren't because the government was like no we're closing all the borders nobody's going in or out it's like this is done set up a, t- a lockdown for Uh, We were in lockdown, I believe, for the first two weeks. And they extended it once, twice, three times. So we ended up being in lockdown for about a month and a half. Students didn't come to school for like two months. And then before everything was like sorted out. Because what happened was the government here set up contact tracing. So like if, say uh or has covid then we would track everywhere you have been over the last
1: I would you jinx week? me like that oh my god
0: <laughs> probably already had it
1: probably i don't so, know that's another thing it's
0: like so if you get it then they would track everybody that has been around you for the last week and you would have to track where you have been and when they would publish it and then send it out to everywhere it was everywhere on social media It was like, okay, patient number 45 was at this buncha place and then works at this university and then went to the movie theater with how many people. And then you would trace everybody who had contact with that person. And that was the success. The fact that everybody was like, oh, shit, I was at that place at that time. All right, let me go get tested. And then they would be shipped off into, like, a quarantine facility, which were... Did
1: you ever see any of those people ever again?
0: Uh, Yes. (laughs) It it was not that kind of facility. I I don't know, man. It it was pretty interesting because there were, like, a lot of people who, who, like, documented the whole thing of being in, like, the military facility. Because the biggest one was... A military compound where, like, the army used to live, and the and all of the soldiers basically vacated the place, and they were like, "No, use this place," and like triage stations were set up, uh, like testing stations, and then everybody was like living there for two weeks. Uh, so it was just a lot of testing, a lot of contact tracing, and then in the end, but, it was just
1: this, that they left, it was just people being they responsible. To, like, responsible. It's a good. One. Um, I want to circle back to that in a little bit, but when they were in this uh, uh, military campgrounds or uh, facility, were they allowed to keep like their phones or personal yeah. items? So they were able to yeah, communicate.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were able to communicate with everybody. Like I said, like I saw that there was this guy called Gavin, I think, where he documented the whole thing and like made vlogs every day of what was happening, because and that helped to kind of not only normalize it a little bit more, but to take away the fear from people that they were like, oh, well, if I get COVID, I'm going to be shipped off into like the little camp. And and that helped normalize it being from a foreigner point of view of like, look, if you're a foreigner and you do actually get COVID, this is what happens. I'm like here, this is our living situation. It was just like a very simple cot, uh, you know, a room, you would be paired up with somebody uh, and, and then he would just record everything that he was doing, interviewing people to inside of the camp. Uh, they would get tested, I believe, two or three times. And so, if you tested negative a third time, then you would be let out. That most how people long, would stay there for like, stay like the entire that? two weeks, two cool. weeks, like fourteen days.
1: Nice. Was there any like hookups or things that happened, like any scandalous things? I,
0: I wasn't there, so I wouldn't know. Uh no, but we they missed they, out was,
1: I heard there was ragers in there. <laughs> no,
0: there, there, there was there were two people, I think I think it was two people that actually escaped the compound. It was like they they like ran off. They were like, No, we don't want to be here anymore and ran off. And I, it, they were like Vietnamese people.
1: Oh, they said they were, they were, were probably there. US citizens, you know. I ain't wearing this mask. <laughs> it's
0: like no look, foreigners here, we were like we were like no man I'm staying indoors like putting on my mask strapping in because like when you would go out and somebody saw you without a mask like you would get death stares because everybody, everybody was like no put on the damn mask it's like, like what are you doing like go back home nobody needs to be outside other for essential things go to the supermarket pharmacy hospital that's it you need anything else like no go back home Um,
1: and even so then, it was, And I could be wrong but I know like most Asian countries um, already adopted the mask before, you know, this virus existed. like, e- even simple yeah. colds, just out of respect. Yeah. Like,
0: ma- masks were not an odd thing here. Like, I already had masks just for driving, because the pollution sometimes is so bad that I, like, I was already used to, like, strapping on a mask every time I got on my bike. It was just like, yeah, no, this is just something that happens. So, for us being like, oh, you have to Wear a mask. It was like, okay, cool. I already have ten at home, so that works out.
1: Speaking of masks, I know that here in Texas, they're not in fashion anymore. Uh, we still wear them. Wear your mask, Texas. Wear uh, your masks, everybody. If I send you one, would you wear it? Yes. Please.
0: No, I was just, okay. I, I was just having this conversation with somebody. Like, so luckily, we're talking about this, but. Masks have been a thing here for a long time. They have been here such a long time that they're boring. Hmm. There are no cool masks. I see all of my friends in the the USA ordering shit from Amazon and being like, look at this T-Rex mask that I got. Look at this robot mask that I got. Look (laughs) at this one. It has flames on it. I'm like, well, screw you. Mine just has like one color and then that's it. Right. Yay. So it's like it's real. I, I get really sad. I'm like, look, we're in the middle of a pandemic. It's like masks have been here for a long time. Why don't we have cool masks? Somebody explain this to me, because everywhere else in the world, it's a new thing, and they have cool shit. And like, why <laughs> don't we have it,
1: <laughs>
0: ma'am? Is it... Where is my mask with a dinosaur mouth?
1: Ooh, or with a little straw, and so you can like still go to the bars and drink safely.
0: <laughs> where is my mask with my face? printed on it so that it looks Ooh, like I'm I have not one wearing of, those anything. Too. of course you do.
1: I do, See, that's but exactly it's not, what I mean. it's not a too hard to pass, miles, but it's just I have it for my job.
0: <laughs> See, that's exactly what I mean. See, you have one of those, and mine is just like a plain gray one.
1: That's it. <laughs> well, after this, you send me your details. I'll mail it. I'll, I'll pay whatever I have to pay for it to send you all I'll wear it, dude.
0: You'll, get, you'll be it. one
1: of the last to get one because we're not – we're really, I don't think we're going to be make, getting any more. I'm not sure. We're moving on to koozies. Now that Texas is opening up, get your koozie. <laughs> so I'll send you one of these, two. Do you want a blue one or a black one? Do you want to match it up or do you want to? Uh, match
0: it up. Match it up.
1: Match True, it up. All, all right. Way. I got you. I got you. <laughs> um, with that said, nobody, you're saying nobody really, like, protested against it. Could they have, even if they wanted to protest against
0: it? Nah, not really. It wasn't even
1: a Wait, thing. Look, it wasn't even a thought.
0: The, it was never even a thought. That's the thing. It, it was never even a thought. If anybody protested against it, it would have been foreigners. And we were like, you have to remember that you're a guest in this country. True. Like, at the end of the day, Vietnam is a communist country. It's, it's a capitalist country, and there's a lot of development happening. But it is a communist country. Free speech is not a given, and that, and honestly, like coming from a democracy which is riddled with corruption and everything, I was like, "Yeah, you know what? I don't need to to know who the president is. Fine, this works." I was like, "Hooray, communism!" <laughs> like, I don't need, I don't need to vote every four years. Just tell me who the leader is. It's fine. I was like, that that has been my biggest change in 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 mentality. It's like I come from a country where, like, I have a, a president who is, like, now has been uh, fingered as being uh, a drug kingpin, or like, helping drug kingpins smuggle coke into the USA. I'm like, I feel like
1: you just described Mexico.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it, exactly. I just described pretty much Latin America. It, no,
1: so don't it's, come after us. By the way, uh, cartels, come on.
0: It's like, hey, we already left the country. It's fine. Just leave us alone.
1: We made it. We made it through. Um, and also, don't send me back. Just kidding. But no, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's so true. Like I, I've never been to uh I don't even know. Like I, I was going to say Honduras, Honduras. Come on, man. Uh, I never been to Honduras, so I don't know like how safe it is, how unsafe it is. I was reading a little bit about it because I knew you were coming on. So I kind of want like, to, like, know a little bit. And, I like, the main city, was it, Sao Paulo Sula? Maybe I said that
0: wrong. Oh, San Pedro Sula, yeah. San Pedro Sula. It's the, it's the, that is, like, the industrial capital of Honduras.
1: Then it also came up as one of the unsafest cities. But it's probably because it, it's, like, one of the, like, the more, like, happening stuff. Like, right? It's the main.
0: At, at one point, it was the most violent city in the world. Uh because apparently we had more murders per capita in the world. But which to me just always pisses me off because I'm like, that, that's not how that works. It's like cool. Statistically we are the most dangerous city in the world, cool. But then Chicago has more more murders than us. So it's like it, how how does that make sense? It's like no. Like
1: But yeah, no, it, it was constantly- still, it's thing, No, but they still talk about how how like violent Chicago is. Like even here, like you can't even believe it. Like, why? Like, why is there so much stuff like that happening? Like, because there's somehow there's not they're not getting the hope that they should be. Yeah.
0: But no, it's look, Honduras, I've, i I'm the first one to like basically talk shit about my country. But I will say this much, it's like Honduras, I always promote it as a place that's so really nice to visit. Just don't stay there. It's like visit, get out. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's got amazing things. But go, visit, get out.
1: That's it. Well, it's almost the same I say about Mexico, and I was literally talking about this this week to some people that have never been to Mexico, and they were talking, mess they weren't talking about it, but they were just kind of like the typical talk about how unsafe it is, it's not a thing. And I was like, you know what? Mexico is beautiful. Mexico has one of the best scen- scenic places or views that you'll ever see. They got some great food, awesome people. It's just unfortunately corrupt. There's so much, you know, and, and actually like, at least from what I've known, and I don't know how it is in some places. I think I have a better advantage because I speak Spanish. I look Mexican as fuck. (laughs) Uh, When I'm there, I'm, I'm a local and I talk Spanish. Uh, they don't pay any attention to me because i think i'm i'm they're the i'm i'm the help <laughs> even in mexico they think i'm the help <laughs> so um uh i was like yeah i see it in a different perspective but yeah. i also know like there's some places you just you just don't travel to outside of the tourist spots yeah i also know that i don't wear a watch i don't wear my ring i don't wear you know, I don't have flashy things around me. I don't even do that in like the nice part of uh, where I live right now. <laughs> I just, I don't, you know, things are different. You never know who's around. But the thing is that you just ch- take certain precautions. You stay aware. You do your thing. You don't cause a lot of attention. You have fun. And that's it. Just be you smart. Lead. It's just, you respect. just be smart about it. Yeah, be smart and respect where you're at too. Like you're there, like you yeah. said earlier, you're there as a as a visitor, as a guest in that country. Uh, even like when I travel state by state, like I'm I'm a visitor in that state. You know, I'm visiting Cincinnati. I'm I'm there as a guest. Yeah. It's it just be smart. Um, talking about the pandemic, though, <laughs> we were going off off the rails for a little bit. So. Like how denial it, well, denial denial do you know like how the pandemic is going on in Honduras right now like do you still have family back there terrible terrible <laughs> and is that were you, it wasn't a factor because of that but I'm sure now it's more a factor like at the beginning or the middle of last year the whole and I made a joke earlier the whole migrant caravan I'm sorry guys was okay. just a light-hearted Podcast, we make jokes, but, but it's, there it's, was a real thing. There was a real thing. It was a real thing. There was it a still is
0: it, there, that hasn't stopped. It's like it right. hasn't stopped. There was there was another one a couple of months ago. It was like, oh yeah. There, oh. there have been there have been I think like three or four waves at this point. It, like and it's not going to stop.
1: Every time like, somebody says waves, I play I play a lot of video games, so I've like all the waves. Like when you're like, you know. <laughs> The way it's progressively bigger, yeah. yeah each time, oh man, but yeah, so like really, I got to see it when I went home. Since it's a border town traveling into Mexico, there was a lot of areas where like there was almost like campgrounds for people that were either planning to make their way in or tried to come in and got sent back. It was a really sad thing to see, but also, I know there was a lot of things mixed into it and I'm not a political person at best. I just like it's sad to see that so many people have to leave their area for what it is and especially now with this COVID thing. Regardless of how you feel, regardless if it's do you think that it's like really a deadly disease or if it's like you get it, you'll get over it. There's so many mixtures of it. Yeah. But there's just so much to deal with and to even think about dealing with it like I'm super lucky that I don't have to deal with all that. But just seeing like my sister works with that stuff. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to get at with this. It's just sad. I would it's a little it's, sad. It's, <laughs>
0: no, it, it it's it's unfortunately a real problem that's not gonna go away. It's it's not gonna go away easily. It's it's not going to stop either. And what people need to understand is that these people are not leaving because they want to. They are leaving because they have to. Like not everybody gets to have a comfortable living in Latin America and and they're forced out, whether it's by poverty or by violence or or just because they actually fear for their lives. I mean, like the corruption in my country, for example, is is so rampant that like uh, at all levels of government, there's corruption. But then you also have, for example, like Maras, which are our versions of gangs uh, that run certain parts of the country. Like there are certain parts of the country where people where where the police won't go in. Like and is that like they, the same
1: thing as cartels?
0: Yeah, pretty much. It's yeah, it's the same thing. And the 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 unfortunate fact is that these are people who like sell protection insurance. So like they intimidate you into basically giving them a bite from your from your business. Or they will burn it down, which is like my my parents used to have a place, for example, they used to have a restaurant where at least towards the end of it, like at least once every couple of months, somebody would come in and be like, yeah, well, you're going to have to pay us money or, you know, like shit could happen. And my dad never did. because, Well, mostly he is insane, but he he stood his ground and it was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to pay shit. But it was when you would talk to like the restaurant owners all around, they would be like in the same position where they would be like, yeah, somebody came here and like try to charge us a, a war tax and let us know that shit was going to go down. And it's, it's the unfortunate reality of many countries in Latin America right now. And that's not going to change anytime soon. As much as we would love for it to change, it's, it's not going to.
1: All right. So let's circle back to Vietnam and the pandemic there you said normal what is normal like no mask everything's open or is there still Uh, some regulations
0: everything is still open there is so you got to understand how this happened so since last year we had our first cases and we went into a lockdown for a month and a half Uh, after the lockdown ended and everybody had been tracked then everybody knew who came into the country would be sent immediately into quarantine. Um, Anybody that for for X or Y reason it could be diplomats, it could be just business people, it could be people who already had flights coming in, would be sent into quarantine. Uh, Travel froze after a couple of months, and they were like, no, you know what? We can't keep bringing people in because we keep bringing people in who are sick. So all travel stopped and it has like been on and off and on and off for the last year. So we've had maybe a couple of outbreaks throughout the year, which have been like, oh, like 10 people were infected, but those 10 people had maybe contact with around 250 people. So this entire city has been quarantined now. So it's, it's been going on in, in that kind of, process
1: when they quarantine like when how do they make sure how do they make sure people are following the rules that are set like stay home or whatever because i'll say this here just in texas alone you know they're like oh you can't do this you can't do this but it's not really going to be enforced like we're not going to spend our time we got other crimes going on that we're not going to focus on that too much like unless you're being a straight up like idiot somewhere like yeah but like going and coughing on on an uber person yeah jesus yes exactly sorry to bring it up but people are out there doing that so yeah you know um and then you have your people here that are just like no i'm not gonna be closed down i'm not gonna be, and rightly so in some parts like it's very sad that some people don't get to have that interaction that they need because we're humans. We need to have an interaction. Elderly people, I can't even talk like, or even know how many people have lost their life because of the lack of interaction. But yeah. again, too hard, too fast. Ran with this is what I think. I'm not trying to change your mind. Uh, just a whole different perspective from what I'm saying.
0: I am. Wear the <laughs> fucking masks. Oh, no, Where the you- masks fucking masks. Don't cough on fucking anybody. And if you're sick, stay the fuck home. And there you go. You do not need to censor this part, Jorge, because I will stand by this. I will happily punch somebody in the face if they are nearer than two meters away from me. In Vietnam, luckily, I can be next to, like, side by side with somebody. But even then, I feel slightly weird. I'm like, give me some space. Over there, where the virus is completely insane... Nobody should be getting close to anybody. (laughs) Like, like just common sense. Look, here's the thing, and I've been saying this for the last year. If the world just stopped, just stopped for two weeks, this would be over. Everybody just go home, chill the hell out for just go watch Netflix if you can, and then just stop for two weeks. And then everybody who is infected would be number 1 tested number 2 found and treated and then that would be it we would reduce the amount of the infections so drastically with the world stopping for 2 weeks but then our 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 eagerness to make money or our drive to be like oh no we we have to do something it it has fucked everything up and it's well, I think,
1: and then also, like, everything else has to stop. Uh The bills, the... Yeah, everything, yeah. Everything has to stop, like, payments on, on things, like, they all have to stop, or else they won't, because that's what gets people scared, is the fact that you yeah. can stop, we can shut down, we'll go home, but this bill is still going to come. they bills
0: else. still pile up.
1: Yeah, they're still going to be like, Oh no no, we shut down, but you use this much light or you saw you watch this cable or you know yeah. what well, you were watching Netflix for those two weeks. Like those are still coming. So all that needs to stop to really like the rent needs to stop. Yeah. And that's the problem. That's 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 why it doesn't.
0: It's like that's why capitalism breaks breaks down. And then <laughs> that's when you realize, oh, maybe this wasn't the best idea.
1: <laughs> um yeah, no,
0: here, here, everything is really normal, to be fair. I, I mean, like, I go out on a daily basis. I go out, I teach in front of my kids. I don't wear a mask when I'm in class. Uh, but if you're sick, you do. Um, for the most part, we still have, like, the little lines at supermarkets where social distancing is supposed to happen. We rarely use them anymore. Um, we still have Perspex screens, for example, at some businesses. But the fact is, our life has returned 90% to normal if anything like uh, most people here have gotten very complacent about it because it's like oh well COVID's not a thing and it's it's a very weird disassociation between Vietnamese people and foreigner people because Vietnamese people are like well Vietnam did it hooray there's no more COVID here which there still is just in very small percentages and for the rest of us, it's like, no, there might not be COVID here, but it's still a thing. We still need to be careful about it because I have people who have died back home. I Meanwhile, well, for most Vietnamese people, it's still just a concept. Like, COVID is like, oh, yeah, people are in quarantine, but I don't personally know anybody who has been infected. I Meanwhile, well, for us, it's like, oh, yeah, I already know at least 10 people who have died. Yeah. Like and it sucks for us. It's a little bit more real, I would think, or at least for for the people I have talked to. For them, it's still more of a concept. Like it was a year ago when it was like, oh, well, someday there's a virus in China, there's a virus in the USA. It's not here, and so for us, it's just it just feels a little bit more real, or at least that for me, it feels more real when I know I know people who have had it. I have to live with the idea of my family might get it at some point. Like I, I don't know how that's gonna go down. And I, my family has been very lucky that so far I don't think I have anybody in my close personal family who has had it. But I have had friends who have had it. It's, 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 it's an odd mental state to be
1: in, honestly. Sometimes. Yeah, and I, so, uh, I think about it in the sense like, uh, maybe if I get it, I'm fine. I'm more of a person that. I do have bad luck, so I could get, like, a really bad thing from it. And, you know, and I always, like, the way I deal with things, I joke around a lot. So, like, I always tell jokes, and they're not always, like, happy jokes. They're, like, really dark jokes sometimes. But it's only to, like, people, like, I can – they know that how, like, messed up my head can go. But I think about how, like, these students are – Are like having to deal with life now, and for them it's very normal almost. Like it almost seemed like it was very normal, like, yeah, I'm gonna wear this mask to play on the playground. Uh my son who's three years old is like won't get off the truck till his mask is on. Um Hmm. and it's just like it's weird, like you're like there's so much more that for the for you to see in this world beyond the mask, but also. I love the mask. So even if and hopefully this whole thing goes away, hopefully it does. I don't know what's going to happen. I would love to continue to wear the mask for selfish reasons. I don't have to. uh, I don't have to fake smile at people anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love going walking through the store and not being on the same eye as somebody going. I could just be like, walk, keep walking. Um, like, and you don't know
0: before. me. You're not sure if it's me or not.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or, like, I've, I've said this a hundred times already. I love burping into my mask. It's one of my favorite things. It makes me weird. I get it. But burping my lunch into the mask and re-smelling it. Woo, baby. I love that. My God. <laughs> so you've got snacks to go yes and if it's keeping people safe then you know whatever let's do it i'm i'm okay with it Uh, i I can
0: tell you i I can tell you that after living for three years here the mask should stay and it should be it's a good thing that the rest of the world has adopted this It's like look if you're sick strap on a mask it's a great thing because you won't pass up
1: the, the stomach bug or the cold or the flu. Anything. You on thing. a mask
0: on it, and then that's it. It's it, like the, the, the amount of times, like last year, for example, when, before COVID, I, I used to get sick all the time because I work with kids. You work with kids. Kids are gross. <laughs> kids are terribly gross. They're nasty little monsters. Who will I'll tell you, teachers, to you and be like,
1: teachers are gross, too. Oh, teachers are
0: gross as hell, too. But at least <laughs> teachers don't go up to your face and go, like, Teacher Aaron.
1: <laughs> and you're like. Oh, no, 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 no. Yes? You have no idea how many teachers have gone to whisper something to me and go. <sighs> and I'm like, dude, I just felt everything go straight into my mouth. <laughs> it's like it hit the back of my throat like a Dr. Pepper. Cochino. <laughs> yes. And it's
0: it's, it. Like kids can be gross, and so like since last year, I started wearing a mask. Like for the first couple of months, when everybody was wearing them in class and everything, I didn't get sick, and I was like, ah, yeah. Can you just edit some little, some little harp sounds in here? Because just. It was amazing. It was like, I am no longer sick every single week that I go to work. It's fantastic. Kids could spit on me and cough in me. It was like, you work with kids. You know they like weird things in the classroom, man. Like, kids are oh, weird.
1: In the classroom. Just the other day. Outside the classroom. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. Just
0: the other day, I found one that was like putting something in their mouth, and it was like, I was like, what do you have in your mouth? He was like, just took it out, and it was like this little rubber piece that was like the little protector for the chair.
1: And I was like, "What the
0: hell is wrong with you?" Just took it away from me, and just like <laughs> throw it away. And she's like, "Ah."
1: Yeah, I've had like, I've had a couple times weird. where kids are like, "Sir, and I'm like, oh my uh, God. I'm like, all right, oh, like before no. this whole pandemic." This I have one of my assistants that works with me. She's like working with this kid and they you know, it was before the pandemic, so there's no mask, it's face to face like this close, and she's like trying to get his attention. Like, hey, you need to and she's saying something so her mouth is open and the kid goes and you literally see the spit go from his mouth into her mouth and everybody just goes, oh What wow. Like it was like, oh no! It's just like, I've, oh no, oh no! I'm like, you'll be fine, not a big
0: deal. <laughs> I've had that happen to me. It's the worst feeling in the world having somebody cough inside your mouth. It's, uh,
1: it's just. No. I've had that in it on my glasses. I'm like, okay, I have to take them off and clean them up. But it's you like know, everybody what? keep the masks.
0: That's all we're saying. Okay, from. To teachers, to the world, wear your yeah. mask. Just, even if even the if-
1: pandemic is over, just oh, wear a mask. Because you know what? At the end of the day, I don't want to smell your breath either. And if I can hide my coffee breath from you, even better, right?
0: Here's a tip for everybody. So, like, I discovered this a couple of months ago, and I've been doing it ever since. I just put like one drop of essential oil on my mask, and it's fantastic. All day long, I can just smell like jasmine or roses or whatever, and like I'll wash it, and it'll last for like a couple of washes, <laughs> and it's great. but like I same thing, like so look, does it look, get
1: I, you a little buzz too, going?
0: Because like oh, I wish. The-
1: it's
0: like it's I'll try the- a little bit of tequila there.
1: <laughs> it's essential oils, tequila. Essential oils. <laughs> no, but it, it it works
0: out, man. Because like, look, I have reflux, so like usually when I start to get hungry, my breath like smells mm. and so it's so like they unlike you i do not like my burp smells i'm just like all right cool <laughs> so like it'll get to a point if i'm like near lunch or i'm like oh man my breath smells really bad but then mask essential oils is like perfect it's like it doesn't matter because everything smells like jasmine everything smells like blueberry daffodil <laughs>
1: <laughs> everything's perfect well speaking of everything perfect it sounds like Vietnam almost has everything perfect to an extent. Keep it <laughs> uh I'm sure there's so much more that we can talk about Vietnam about Honduras, about the U.S. But um, we'll keep it at that. Aaron, Aron, Flame Fingers, thanks for coming on the podcast. Too hard, to Before too fast.
0: I forget, actually, hold on. Before I forget, let me do one extra review for you. Because I did say okay. I was going to show you some Asian alcohol.
1: Perfect. And also, since, since, I'm going to ask you for I, that. Uh, I'm going to ask you for your okay. two hearts to Fast story in a little bit. So, yes, let's do an extra review that people don't Good. always Good. get.
0: I'll give, you, I'll give you two extra reviews because that's the kind of person I am, extra as fuck. So <laughs> just because it's 9 in the morning and I'm drinking my Revive, as we've already talked about. I it's will not have 9 anymore. Before.
1: It's almost, ooh, 11.
0: 11 that's still not drinking time <laughs> no
1: it's, it's 11 like, not
0: without, here not, at night. No, without breakfast
1: <laughs> brunch so at I'll this show point.
0: You, yeah i'll show you two of my favorite liquors in uh in asia so far or at least in vietnam so number one let me wipe this off because i don't think you're gonna be able to see it there you go so number one is Strongbow Cider, which I know for a fact you can find elsewhere in the world because Strongbow is actually not Asian. It is a, I think it's a Netherlands brand, uh, but it's uh, exported by Heineken. So Strongbow Cider is fantastic. It is sweet, and it has enough alcohol that it will give you a buzz because it just has a ton of sugar. So it's like 4.5, this one? Yeah, 4.5. Fantastic apple. So for all of you who don't like beer but enjoy something like cider or just like fruity drinks, go ahead, go find Strongbow. It's a fantastic. Does it food. really this taste is, like that
1: apple?
0: This one's Gold Apple. It tastes appley. There, they have gold app, gold apple, honey, dark fruits, and red berries. I think they're all fantastic except for dark fruits. I don't like it. It's a little bit too bitter for me. And so that's the first one. I will give that easily as one point eight i us say 1.7 just because it's a little bit expensive. It's not that much. And then in American one, dollars, how much would it be? Uh, in American dollars, you're just going to laugh because you're gonna be like, that's so cheap. It's like two bucks.
1: Two bucks. But over there, it's like, because it's in Over 40. here,
0: yeah. Over here is like 40, 45K. Actually, this one, I'm not entirely sure, but I believe this one is actually produced in Vietnam. It's just the brand is from Netherlands. So alcohol number two is Korean soju. This one is apple. It says, better than ever. This is not my usual
1: brand. What does soju mean? What does that mean?
0: Soju is like a Korean rice alcohol, I believe. And it is strong. It has a kick, but it is flavorful. So it's like, think about drinking vodka plus flavoring and it's oh wow it's strong it's strong it's like you usually just have like little shots of it and just like sip it it's like a sipping alcohol uh, but it's fantastic and i wish i knew how much alcohol it actually has. oh 12% oh that yeah, is
1: wow 12% in that little bottle or regular size
0: bottle one of these will get you like drunk
1: yeah, it's like it goes hard, down hard one little container. That's like a wine really smoothly
0: smoothly harsh. Yeah. It's like it goes down really smoothly. It's really flavorful. Same thing. They have like a bunch of flavors. apples, citrus, strawberry, uh any other number of things. And it's fantastic. And I believe you can make like little soju bombs from what I've heard with it. So, there you go. Go find some soju at your local Korea, little Korea. <laughs> Dang, or your import goods store.
1: I wish, man. I wish I could
0: find something. Um, you can find it. I know for a fact that you can find it in the U.S. Like, There's any number of brands for it. You can find it in the U.S. I highly recommend it.
1: There might be a store that, that's uh, that they sell a lot of Asian products. It really is all Asian products, but I just never stepped into it. And my friend keeps telling me, like, they sell the best food, too. It's just, like, it's, like, behind the main supermarket here. So... Like it's always like oh well we just need stuff so let's we'll just go to the main one. But every, one day I want to walk in there. I'm going to. I'm going to make this promise. One day I'm going to walk in there and just check things out and see if I find that I'm going to get it.
0: Get it. Uh, I, I get what it would You're would you like it. it. Uh, that one is a, that one's a solid drink. It's like it's, it's, if you want to have fun while drinking, if you want to drink something delicious but that will also actually get you buzzed or drunk, drink soju. Also, no hangover.
1: Ooh, even better. Then that definitely is a two. And then what a two means for two or two fast is that no matter where it is, you're gonna drive to go get it, and then you're gonna just figure out a way to stay there because you're gonna drink it in that spot. You know, if you gotta get a hotel, an Airbnb, whatever, (laughs) an Uber back, you're gonna go too hard, too fast on it, and that's what that means for us. So that that could be. The first two, no, it's not the first two for Too Hard Too Fast as a guest, but you're also not a guest, you're a (laughs) co-host. Ooh, it's right in the line. All right, I want to try it. it. It's in the moral
0: gray area, which is what we Latinos like.
1: Estas bien. (laughs) (laughs) Arron! It's time for that one question we ask everybody at the end of the podcast. Do you have a too hard, too fast story that you can share us. with us or are comfortable sharing with us where you went too hard, too fast, something funny, uh, a cautionary tale.
0: If you never want to say drink about somebody else, <laughs> like never, never drink in the ocean because I, I do have a, an R rated story that I will tame down a little bit for this podcast. Uh, so, when I was, oh Lord, I don't even know how long ago this was. I want to say maybe 24, 25. Uh, I was meeting up with a bunch of people from, from uh, like international people, basically. And we all gathered together. We went, we rented a house on the beach uh, and we went there uh we started partying and everything and we were like drinking and drinking and drinking uh i had a mexican dude and so at this point it was when i was very young i i had a lot more resistance for drink tequila just doesn't do it for me it's like i love it and i love to drink it but it just goes right through me and so i was like i had a mexican dude with me and he was like oh yeah let's let's go drink some tequila i'm like hell yeah let's do it it's like One bottle for you, one bottle for me. Let's do it. Let's see who can last longer. That was my, I was like, this is going to be my claim to fame. And so we both just go shot for shot, shot for shot, shot for shot. And the guy passes out. And I'm like, all right, I'm still up. Hooray. (laughs) Ipsy as hell, just walking around, like kind of lost. Our house is literally a beach house with the ocean maybe, maybe 50, 100 meters away. And so somebody yells out, like, hey, let's go skinny dipping on the ocean. And I'm like, immediately, I'm one of the like older people in the group at that point. And immediately I went sober. Because I'm like, these are 15 to 20 people who want to go drunk into the ocean to skinny dip. And so I immediately sobered up, and I'm like, no, nah, whoa too many people against me i'm like all right cool fine let's go and so i i kind of cherry picked the least drunk people and like you're gonna be lifeguards <laughs> like we're gonna go into the ocean you're just gonna stand we're gonna be the barrier if anybody goes past you your job is to drunkenly just hurt them back into the shore <laughs> um so that is my too hard too fast story it's like don't go into the don't go into the ocean at night number one and don't go into the ocean drunk it's a terrible idea so yeah, i'm i'm very happy none of us died but i was like that was my moment where i was like oh no i'm responsible for all these kids i was like oh no at <laughs> that moment they were all like they were all like 19 20 21 and i was like, like at that moment i just saw them as children it was like no, these children are under my protection. Like, like if somebody dies, it's on me. It's like, I'm the local person here. <laughs> <laughs> so don't do it. Don't do it.
1: Don't do There's it. No and I have, I have a couple of stories like that that don't involve me, so I won't tell them. One of them does involve Worm, so maybe I can convince him when he's on the show to tell his uh, too hard to Fast story at the beach. And it's real funny. And it kind of... Kind of consists of what you're talking about. Uh, But it's not my story to tell, so if he wants to tell it, he'll tell it in a future episode. Um, Dude, that's a funny story. So, but oh, did you skinny dip? Were you a barrier? Were you a, um, but were you naked? We we
0: were all naked. So, yes, we were all skinny dipping in the ocean while drunk.
1: Dang. Had a little extra buoys hanging out. sorry but with that said hey once again a thanks for hanging out thanks for going too hard to pass with me and uh thanks for being a co-host dude i love this this is awesome
0: do it like i know we got real fantastic. serious
1: towards the end though a lot of a serious fun. talk but hey every now and then fun fun fun, fun 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 emo fun fun <laughs> <laughs> it's like it was a roller coaster ride and we had to do it man that was like I've never. I don't think I've ever had a conversation with somebody outside of the U.S. and outside of Mexico that to tell me like what's going on in their world with this whole pandemic stuff going. So it's nice to see a different perspective, um, and I appreciate it.
0: Oh, I'm glad to be here, and like, thank you for inviting me. And like, I'll come back on, man. Like, whenever you need a guest co-host, I'm happy to do it because then that'll help me. Get ready for my own podcast in the future, which we'll see how it goes.
1: Perfect. I'll let you know. Next time, we'll probably, I'll probably add in like an actual guest where we both have to <laughs> and see how we do with that. That would be fun. Um, that would be fun. <laughs> with that said, let's do Worm's job where he usually says one last thing to end the podcast. Aron, what are you going to say?
0: Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't want people coughing in your open mouth, wear a mask.
1: If you want somebody coughing into your mouth, then you're into some weird stuff, and that's okay. We're not here to judge, but that, no It just liability. costs extra. Yeah, and you have to contact trace. But with that said, remember, dare to be you, dare to be weird. Bye.